Support for today's show comes from Squarespace, a service that I use personally. Beautiful templates. They're created by world-class designers. Squarespace makes it really easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website. Just a few clicks. And they got analytics. They help you grow in real time. And if you ever have a question, Squarespace has award-winning 24-7 customer service. It's there to help. No such thing as a stupid question. You think it, you dream it, you make it with Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code CG, like me, Chris Gethard, CG to save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. Are you or someone you know preparing for a standardized test? You know those ones with the acronyms ACT, SAT, GRE, GMAT, LSAT, MCAT. Magoosh Online Test Prep provides everything you need to get a great score with plans starting at just $79. You get study schedules, practice questions, video lessons, and support from expert tutors. Just visit magoosh.com. Enter promo code BEAUTIFUL for a 20% off discount. That's magoosh.com. Promo code BEAUTIFUL. I've seen people talking in the Facebook group saying how much they actually have gotten a lot of use out of this service. So please, magoosh.com. Promo code is BEAUTIFUL. Hello to all my aspiring softball players. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one on one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hey everybody, Chris Gethard here, welcoming you to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. I feel so lucky I get to do this show. My life has become really busy, and this show is such a nice breath of fresh air where I just talk with a human being for an hour. And people call it innovative to just talk to a person these days. That's known as an innovative idea in 2017. I'm lucky to do this. Beautiful Anonymous Live is coming to Denton, Texas, Friday, September 29th. If you're in Texas, I hope to see you there. If anybody remembers our first episode, Ron Paul's Baby, I go on a rant about how cool Denton is, even though I've never been there. Now I will be there for the first time. Full circle moment. Also to stand up Woodstock, New York, October 14th. And then live Beautiful Anonymous and a live Gethard show, October uh, 27th or 28th, Gainesville, Florida. Maybe I'll see you there. Uh, last week's episode, our, uh, we had a, a young lady who had been hit by a grenade as a child and El Salvador came to the States, was very, very worried about some of the immigration policies and the direction things are going in that sphere. A lot of feedback to that episode. A lot of people looked at her as someone who was very inspiring. That was so nice to see. The beautiful anonymous, the community Facebook group was very civil and 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 warm in the discourse, even though people were disagreeing. A lot of people did point out to me that I said that DACA was the DREAM Act, and a lot of people said, no, it's not. Not the same thing. Do your research, and that is fair. I don't research this show because it's random phone calls, but two different things that deal with uh, similar groups of people. And I messed that one up because I'm ignorant, and I can admit it when I am. Anyway, this week's episode, it's gonna. I, I'm fascinated to know what you guys think about it. It's uh, it's a guy. He he brings up some things. He brings up maybe some frustrations with his life. I will say there were a few questions that I had that I was kind of jotting down for myself. Maybe ask these later. And then I said, you know what? Let me get into this line of questioning right now. Did it make things tense? Definitely. Did it make for some entertaining audio? I'd like to think so. Tense. Some things in play. I don't want to say too much more about it because I want to see 
uh, what your guys' instincts are. Most of all, uh, our caller who's feeling that frustration. I hope you find the way out of those frustrations in a healthy, positive way, as I wish for all people. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello? This Chris? Yeah. What's up? D. Paul Gethard? Hey, watch that. Let's cool it on that. Chris, what's up? Not much. Just getting made fun of by you. Outside of that, not much. Sorry, man. That's okay. I, everyone, everyone's like, what am I going to say when I, when I talk to him, right? And I'm like, well, I got to say, see Paul get hard. Yeah. No, I get it. You nailed it. You got it out of the, got it out of the way real quick. All right. Sorry. No, that's okay. There's no reason for me to, I don't need to make fun of you, man. <laughs> that's all right. This is my whole life. It's my whole life. How's your day going? How's my day going? Let's see. As you know, I like to answer. Honestly, things are good. I was on, uh, I'm in the middle of a vacation, actually. I was upstate with my wife and some friends, and then I, I came back down to the city to do a college gig last night, taped the podcast today, head back upstate, like relaxing, because I've been making my TV show for a while now, and I'm very lucky to do that, but it's exhausting, so I'm happy to relax, go back up, relax. That's how my day's going. That's awesome. How about you? How's your day going? It, um, that's crazy. Like, so today is the first day of school here, uh-huh. and um, I got two little boys. They're five and eight. Oh, wow. So I dropped them off for school and did the whole, like, all right, good luck, guys. And uh, my five-year-old just started kindergarten, and I think he was scared out of his mind, but I was just kind of like, this is life, man. You're going to get on this bus with these strangers. And you're going to go to this place with more strangers. And I'm like, that's cool. That's just what you got to do, bro. So it was a little stressful. But, yeah, it was good. It was good. So this is is this, the, this is like the, first of all, that's heartbreaking to think of a little five-year-old being scared. You got to send them in to just live real life. But then is it nice for you? Like, are you one of those parents who's like, they're both out of the house? They're both out of the house now. Is that... Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, well, <laughs> right. So um, I get I get in trouble with my wife sometimes because I'm not exactly real, like, emotional. So, like, I was just like, all right, cool. Have fun, guys. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. Um, but, yeah, part of it is just kind of like, yeah, they're out of the house. Um, the money thing is big. Like, we don't have to spend, oh, like, a mortgage payment on daycare costs. Like, so I'm kind of thrilled about that. I got to figure out what I'm going to do with all that extra change now. Yeah. Extra change is always nice. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So here, here's the question, right? Like you're, you're in this position where like life is awesome. You're doing all the things you want to do, but then you fall into this place of like, Oh, you know, I'm kind of bummed about this thing or I'm pissed off about that thing. Like, what do you do with that, right? Like, how do you not feel guilty about taking for granted all the good stuff going on? That's a fantastic question. Are you posing that as a hypothetical or specific to me? 
specific to you and also a hypothetical. We can go big or small, whatever. Um, let's, it's interesting. So the question is, uh, if when life is good, how do you not feel guilty about feeling bad, right? Um, yeah. Well, my I mean, it's it's crazy. I've been my I've been on a uh, the past two years have been amazing for me between this podcast and the TV show and Mike Birbiglia's movie and all this stuff. It's really good. My life, I got no complaints uh, with all that. But I I will say, without going into it too much, um, so there's been some really hard stuff too the past two years. Um, it's just personal, so the world doesn't see it. The world sees the hot streak that I'm on. There's been some brutal, <laughs> been a few brutal things too, uh, but I just choose to keep those behind closed doors. But that's kind of the yin and yang life. What I have found is, you know, what I have found is, I used to live very, very publicly. Even at the start of this podcast, like a year and change ago, I used to just be like totally upfront. And what I have found is that as I've as as the success has come a little more, um, I I I can't. Uh, what is it? It's like I can have those feelings and I can process them, but I need to learn how to process them in a private way because nobody's particularly interested in hearing about the sad parts of my life when there's like subway ads with my face on them. So I can still have them. It's just not anybody else's business anymore, both so I can live a little more privately and deal with stuff, but also because nobody, nobody gives a shit about uh, success. Uh, it's just you got, and and I don't think that's because people are closed minded. I think that's because you have to be respectful. I think you have to, um, you have to remember that the, the scale of of things. So that's the answer for me. I'm sure everybody has to deal with it in their own way. I'm sure you've had to deal with your versions of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, life was um, life was kind of awesome for me for a long time. Well, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to go to uh, couples therapy this afternoon with my wife for the first time, which is like terrifying. Um, <laughs> that's well, um, that's not coincidental timing either, huh? That that's it's like kids in school day one that afternoon couples therapy. That seems that seems like a real firm plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the timing couldn't have been worse. Like for me to be like, hey, we should um, let's go to therapy together. Um, because <laughs> like also today her mom is um is going to court because she got bit in the face by a dog oh, and like severely injured um and so now they're going to court about that and so like so I feel really bad because I've been kind of a terrible husband for like the last two weeks because I'm like oh I'm trying to figure out me and now I want you to come with me on that journey and now come talk to the stranger about it. Also, our kids are starting school and she's also a teacher. And so she's really stressed out about school, uh, too, for all that stuff. So I'm like, I'm just going to pile it all on here and let's see, let's see what happens, I guess. Wow. So it's, um, it's a little crazy right now. Yeah. I was going to say, you were playing it awfully cool the first few minutes for a guy who's having a pretty crazy stretch and a particularly crazy day, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm trying not to think about it too much, right? Like if I, if I get in my head about it, I'm probably going to melt down. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to not cry at work. So I'm just going to keep that together. Yeah. Although you're allowed to cry, feel free to cry. We have an open door crying policy on this podcast. Any, if you need to cry, it's totally fine by me. Well, I don't even know what to ask about first because, uh, like, 
first of all, there, there's that you know that thing you brought up too about me, and, and I gave my rambly answer. But then there's the thing too. If you say it's one of those weird things, right, where you're saying like, yeah, my wife's mom is going through this thing, and my wife's starting work today too. But I've also been on this journey of self discovery and. It's like you're kind of indicating, like, I know it's a little selfish to do it right now, but we got to get it done. So I'm wondering, what's, what is it in your guts that's uh, leading to all this upheaval? Oh, man. Uh, so, like, <clears throat> it's been like, uh, you know, earlier this year, I had some kind of big professional changes happen and, like, uh, you know, got kind of more recognition in my field and stuff. And so, like, that's awesome. I'm super excited about that. And I was sort of like, oh, this is cool. I should embrace this. But I've never been like a super confident guy or anything like that. Like I've, I'm okay looking, but never felt like I'd kill it with the ladies. I'm, you know, a sharp guy, but never felt like the smartest guy in the room or anything like that. And so it's always been kind of like, mm, whatever, just kind of shaky confidence. But then there's been more stuff where I'm like, no, I can be a big deal. I can own this. I can, you know, like, be like, no, I'm, I, I've earned this shit. Like this is, this is mine. And, um, you know, kind of trying to like move into that space of that confidence and, and like, I'm, I'm making more friends and stuff. And like, I don't know, like all those sorts of things where I'm like, life is really good. It was really excellent. I'm happy with my family. I'm happy with my job. I'm happy with all the stuff going on. But then, um, there's sort of this, like, but I want more and I'm happy with more and like more is good. And that's awesome. And I want to chase that. And it's, um, I don't know if my wife knows how to deal with that. Like, she's kind of like, we were doing fine. Why do you need more stuff? Like, what's the, what's up with all that? You know, chasing more professional stuff, or like building more social connections and whatnot. And I've got a friend at work who is, she's like the, the coolest person I've ever met who has been like super encouraging to. And she's like, yeah, you've earned this. Like, be that guy that you want to be. Like, walk with a swagger or whatever, learn to rap along with your favorite rap songs or whatever the hell you want to do. Like, um, like super supportive. And so there's this weird disconnect of like, Oh yeah, I'm getting this awesome support in these other places, but, uh, it's hard to figure out how that works at home. Then particularly when my wife is like, Hey, um, we're, we're trying to raise a family here. Why don't you help us with that too? Not that I'm like absent, but there is that sort of, um, my attention is kind of split and stuff. So, yeah, be- yeah, I don't know. Between work and home? Is that the split? Um, cuz I'll also Yeah, s- and just like I'll put this yeah. out here just to get this out of the way. I'm not trying to be too forward, but if I may, you did also say that there's a a a lady from work who's also in the involved at least encouraging a lot, but you did refer to her as the coolest person you've ever met. I will say that jumped out at me. I'm not sure if that's will, that's something right, you're indicating right. there. Outside of Yes. Yeah, well, I don't mean to overplay that too much. <laughs> I just have a feeling many of our callers also heard that and went, Rrr, and that I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Probably should have sat on that question for a few minutes, it sounds like. Maybe don't come out of the gate with that one. Yeah. Right. Well, and... Yeah, I mean, the implicit piece there, of course, is, you know, after my wife, of course. Yes. Good to say. I, I'm, and I feel like yeah. I offended you. I apologize. I feel like I made you feel uncomfortable and unsafe on the phone call. I did not mean to, and I apologize if that's the case. 
I just hear what no, I hear. No. I react to what I hear. I, I say what comes into my head. Sure, but here's but am I offended by what you said, or am I am I offended by a realization or something that you're pointing out to me that's like you know that doesn't sound real good, bro? Right? Like, like who's that on? Is that on you, the man who holds up a mirror or something? Well, like I what? Don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I I've known you for twelve minutes only via voice, but I will say. Jumps out, and here's the thing: you're saying you got the success now. There's a little more swagger. The swagger's starting to affect other parts of your life. Your confidence sounds like maybe you got a little more money in your pocket than you ever had before. Sounds like you had a pretty happy life that you felt lucky to have. Two kids, lovely wife, but maybe there's also a little bit of like uh, certain like dreams or fantasies you always maybe had and didn't have a chance at before they were locked in. Maybe there's that chance now. I get it. I get it. And you're being honest about that. So there's nothing wrong about it. Um, and I think I'll say this too. And it's not on you. Like I, 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 when I was 30, I got cast in a sitcom and uh, my whole life changed. And I had more money than I ever had before. All these articles about me, feeling like a hot shot, attention from females. I was single at the time. And it was, uh, I bought into it. I had that. Had all that. So I don't want to put that on you. You mentioned the female aspect. I'm not going to pry too much, but I've, I've, I've had my version of that. I've had my version of that. And uh, I feel lucky that I had a miss. Because when the show came out, there was no more attention from females. It was a bad show. It didn't go well. Uh, but <laughs> I, feel, I feel very lucky that I had an early pass at that. Because what I found just on my end, and I, I think I've seen some friends of mine who would not agree with this, but for me... Uh, getting a chance to kind of live that like that that fantasy fantasy that was like a little bit of a young man's fantasy rang very hollow for me at the end of the day. It was actually probably more sad than happy for me at the end of the day. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know if that's how it'll be for you. But for me, the female attention was a part of it. You mentioned the young lady from work giving you all this encouragement. Put it out there. Immediately changed the tone of the phone call. I feel uncomfortable. And I do apologize. <laughs> Sorry. No. That's, that's no good. First, I start off by ripping on your name, and then <laughs> I, I add the tension. No. I added the tension. It. You said some very honest stuff. I pointed out one aspect of what you said. You immediately reacted in a way that made me feel as if I had cut you with a knife, and I've been feeling that ever since. <laughs> no cuts, my friend. No cuts. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. So yeah, no, this, uh, I've, I've had trouble with this friend of mine because, like, she's pretty, you know, pretty awesome, right? And I've, I was like, well, if this was a dude, would I feel all the same way? And I'm like, pretty much. Like, yeah, like, if you got a dude friend who's, like, cheering you on and, like, being like, oh, bro, you can, uh, you're a big deal. It's cool to be proud of yourself. It's cool to, like, just own that shit. Yeah. But I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I get it. I get it. So what, when you, uh, when you sit, when you sit down later at the counseling, is the main focus just sort of like, how do we deal with the fact that my life has shifted a little bit, that we had a pretty stable life, it's shifted, how do we embrace that as a positive? Is that the main crux of it? Yeah, I think so. 
I think that's a big piece of it. Yeah. I'm the kind of guy who, um, like, uh, I never, I never saw my dad win a fight. <laughs> like, he was just like, my job is to, you know, defer to my wife and like just support her and all that stuff. And like to, to, uh, you know, not, not rock the boat, stay away from the conflict, be the, uh, be the calm one. Like that was just my dad. And I'm like, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. And I've been doing that. It's like, Oh man, no. What, what about standing up for me? Which sounds so bad. It sounds like I'm getting steamrolled, right? <laughs> like, like I'm getting stepped on and I'm not, but it's just, like maybe I got to figure out how to be sure to say what I want. I don't know if I'm, if I'm, you know, kind of moving to a space of doing more of that. And it's like, just kind of shaking things up. Right. Cause you got, you spend, I don't know, however many years, like more than a decade being in that space of, you know, this is how everything works between us. And then I come along and I'm like, Nope, I'm going to change things a little bit. Um, I think that's tough. I think, I mean, I have a lot of empathy for my wife cause I know I'm not putting her in easy position by being like, we're going to, we're going to shake this up. We're going to change it. I'm going to be this different way. I need you to be this way without having like prepped her or anything, or even like given her the choice of being like, Hey, do you want to show up in a different way for me? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is. It's like, it's a very, it's a very interesting, well, well, it's it's a very interesting place to be where you're like, I'm in the process of changing. Changes have happened. We got to change. I'm also well aware that that's not totally fair. I think that's such an interesting place to be. I don't want to pry. I don't want to pry too much about the work stuff um, because I don't want you to like you know identify yourself or anything. But it, there's not. I feel like there's not so many. Prof- Maybe I'm wrong about this. I feel like there's so many professions where you could be in it for years and then all of a sudden fuel on the fire of success. Like can it, just in like the broad terms you're comfortable with. Like what's the nature of this sudden success? That seems so interesting to me to be like, like you say, locked into a certain type of life. And then it seems like this came, um, I don't know, if was it like the product of a lot of hard work you were aiming for? Was it unexpected? What, what's, what, what's the success you speak of? Oh, yeah, yeah. So like, um, so it's sort of like a tangent to like my actual work where there's a professional association for everyone who does this type of job. And I'm going to be the, uh, the president of, of that. I'm on the board of that big national association and I'll be the president in like a year or two, like if there's a mm. process or whatever, but like, so locked in the president. And so like, I've kind of been gaining prominence in terms of like, Oh yeah. People know me as a speaker and they invite me to their, you know, little, uh, chapter conferences and stuff. Like I've, uh, I don't know, I've been to like four or five different places all over the country just this year. I've got another handful next year. So like, oh yeah, this guy's kind of, you know, he knows what he's talking about. He's a, a smart guy in the field. He's, you know, going to be the president of our association or whatever. So it's like, um, I've been involved with it for a long time. And so now I'm kind of more, much more like very much in a spotlight and like, um, so it's been sort of a not like a long time coming. Like I've been involved with it for a long time, but, um, but yeah, so that's kind of the nature of it. Does that make sense? It does. So whatever field you're involved in, it's it's like uh, there's. It sounds like there's like a lot of it hinges on the respect of your peers, and all of a sudden your peers have turned around and been like, "Hey, you're the president. You lead the charge. We look to you." So your peers are putting you up on a position of leadership, maybe a little bit of a pedestal. 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. You get a little cash in your pocket for being the president? No. No more. It's all in the nonprofit space. Oh, the nonprofit space. It's all about improving the human condition. <laughs> There's not not too often you hear people have. <laughs> I'm laughing because I feel like I have many. You know, uh, I have a lot of friends. Being an artist in in, in New York, I, I know a lot of people work at nonprofits, and there's not too many people that are like, yeah. Now I got that swagger. I got that nonprofit swagger. <laughs> I'm the man when it comes to nonprofits. Now, that's pretty. I'm gonna raise that money, bitches. Go ahead, pause it there. I'm sure people have opinions. Can't wait to see the Facebook group's reaction to this episode. You know what the best thing to do is, while you're formulating those opinions, listen to some ads because we got sponsors. They help us bring this show to you for free. Uh, Please support them. Use the promo code. And then, you know, we're really going to cheer things up when we come back talk about death a little bit. Be back with that and more. Enjoy. Be back soon. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Ready to start your new business? Make it stand out with Squarespace. Beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a new, unique website. You can showcase your work, blog or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds, all in a few clicks. You can customize everything from the look and the feel to settings and products. Use Squarespace's analytics to help you grow in real time. Not to mention, everything's optimized for mobile right out of the box. That is very important these days, as we all know. And you got over 200 extensions to choose from. Squarespace offers a new way to buy domains. Best of all, there's nothing you ever have to install or patch or upgrade ever. I use it, and I'm not good at stuff like this at all. It's actually fun, though, if you do run into something you need to Ask about Squarespace has an award-winning 24-7 customer support team. It's there to help. You can use it. A dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Make it a reality. Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code CG to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com, offer code CG. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Finding great talent can be tough. Thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then, their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job. Better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter's different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. You simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. It's free. You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. One more time. You want to try that free? You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. Thank you so much to the advertisers who help us bring the show to you for free. Really do use those promo codes if you're so inclined. Helps the show a lot. Now, let's get back to the phone call. I'm the man when it comes to nonprofits now. That's pretty... I'm going to raise that money, bitches. It's an interesting dichotomy. I'm going to use a phrase. Might it might hurt the feelings a little bit, but I'm I'm sure you thought about it because you seem like a very smart, thoughtful guy. 
do you think how much of this do you think is like in my gut I've always had some instincts I've never acted on you mentioned some dad stuff you you know want to be juxtaposed to some things you saw maybe that's always been sitting deep down all that's very real and very valid valid there's also you know there's also part of me where the phrase midlife crisis I wonder if you thought like is this a part of having two kids feeling like you only get so much more time to maybe take some shots at something else is that is that a thing you've thought of oh yeah man (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was watching this oh man i used to have serious anxiety around death like i just like panic attack on the floor and there was a while i thought i had cancer but i didn't and my doctor was like yeah i'm pretty sure you have anxiety i'm like yeah but should we do another test and she was like super cool and she like um she's like all right fine we'll um you know you're having all this abdominal pain we'll do an upper endoscopy. So they like kind of put you out and they put a, a scope down your throat. Cause they're like, maybe you've got something going on in there. So they look and they're like, no, there's nothing wrong with you there. And then, um, and, and then, a couple, and, and so I'm like, I'm, I, you know, something's really wrong. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should go gluten-free. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll go gluten-free. And that didn't help all my stomach pain stuff. And then, and then, um, oh, so a month later, I was like, you know, I, I just, I still have all this pain. And she's like, well, all right, we can do a colonoscopy. And I'm like, yeah, I think we should do a colonoscopy. And I was like excited about this, like super pumped. Like, all right, we're going to find out whether or not I'm going to die. And, and so I go through the whole thing. And like, I was 33 at the time, right? Like way too young to be getting a colonoscopy, but I was kind of pumped. And um, <laughs> so I like, went through the whole thing and they were just like nothing. And so then finally I told my doctor, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have pancreatic cancer because you wouldn't find it on any other things. And like, I do all sorts of like, you know, you go on WebMD and you're like, oh, I sneezed and it yeah. says you have cancer, sir. The devil's right? website. And so like I was doing that for, yeah, exactly. I've heard that MayoClinic.com is like far more reliable from that perspective, by the way, if there are any hypochondriac people who want to tip on that. Um, and finally I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have, I have my pancreatic cancer. We, we really need a CT scan. And she's like, yeah, you don't have cancer. You have anxiety. I'm going to put you on meds. So like, I've got some stuff around death and I'm doing better with that now. Um, it was kind of crummy for a while. Um, but so like, yeah, like now even I was watching a documentary about Timothy Leary and Ram Dass, the the guys who did all the uh, LSD yeah. and, and, and they're talking about death in the end and everything. And like, I had this flash forward to like that, that moment before I die. And I'm like, I about pissed myself on the couch, which would not have been good. But so like, it's there, you know, I mean, I've got some feelings about death and I don't know how much that manifests around like, Oh, I damn well better take care of life, you know, do stuff right now. Cause uh, I could walk off walk out, this, out the door here and get hit by a bus any minute now. Yeah. But and yeah, I think there's probably a midlife thing in there, right? Like, so what What the hell do you do with that? I don't have enough money to buy a fancy car. <laughs> <laughs> so man. what do you what do you like when you have this swagger and you say you want some life to change and you want your you know you're gonna have to say to your wife hey you're gonna have to adjust to this because things are changing and 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 you haven't prepped her for <laughs> that it. sounds so dickish by the way I like I mean maybe uh, listen, maybe honey. maybe not but it, I think it probably goes a very long way with everyone listening that you can laugh and say I I it's sounds I I'm aware like I'm aware it's it's not fair. But like when you when you see these changes on the horizon, like what what do you envision? What is the what's the fantasy that you don't have now that you're saying, hey, I want to go for this, and I need you to come along with me. 
I don't even know. I think, right, like, I think, um, you know, if one person is like, look, home, family, like, that's that's the shit. That's all we need. And the other one's like, yeah, that's all good. That fuels my soul. Also, I need these other things. Um, I think there's probably like a, 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 you want like a pass, right? You want, you want, you want to feel like you have permission to do that shit and feel like it's okay. But what are the other things that you need a pass for? I, I don't know. Like just being able to focus on, on that other stuff that like gives me energy, whether it's new social connections. I used to have a terrible time making friends. It used to be awful. And now it's like, you know, you get more confidence. It gets a hell of a lot easier. And now I'm like, oh, man, I love people. I used to hate people. I used to, like, I reveled in the word misanthrope. And, and like, I was just like, yeah, I don't like people. And then I was like, no, wait, I don't like groups of people. I'm just an introvert. I, like, I want to sit down and have a nice conversation with someone. And, like, it's the shit, man. You sit down with someone and just talk about, like, the universe and life and, and, and just big, deep stuff. Like, that's the best. And so it's like, man, I want to pursue more of that, right? But it's a zero-sum game. You only have so much time. So where where does that come from, right? It comes from, it comes out of the family life, the home life stuff. Which so, is shitty because that's valuable too. So you want to put a little... So I don't know. If, you want to put like a little less time into that and be... At, and when you say like the social connections, is that through the work or is it just the work has given me confidence? I've seen this. I want to be out. I want to have more friends. I want to... I want to be out more. Oh, probably both. Probably both. Yeah. I don't know. How, how do you balance, like, your friendship stuff with your, your spouse relationship? I mean, you got married a little bit later, so that's a little bit different dynamic. No kids and all that stuff. But, like, what's that look like for you? Like, right? Do you just go, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. See you later. Like, what does that look like? Well... I'll say something first that as I think it in my head, I feel like it might sound heartbreaking based on our conversation, but I will say very genuinely that first and foremost, my wife is my best friend. I have the most fun hanging out with her. So it works. Yeah. I also, like you said, we don't, we don't have kids. So we can also just like, you know, on a, if we want to stay out real late on a Friday, we can do that and then wake up at like 11 on a Saturday and be like, hey, let's go get brunch. What do you want to do today? You want to go see an afternoon movie or you want to go to a museum? Like we can do that, which sounds like it's probably more convenient and a little more impossible when you have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. But I also think, uh, you know, uh, I think one of the things that I think I'm very lucky with with my wife is that we're both like I'm a comedian, which is a very weird schedule out at night a lot, out late a lot and being and, you know, socializing is a part of it. Like, you know, you go to the comedy cellar. Part of going there is you want to sit at the comics table and with the other comics say hi. But she's an artist, too. She's a musician. She's out playing her own shows. So I think we're very lucky because uh, our lifestyles are similar, but not the same, you know, like. It's not. It's not like. Uh, it's not like one of us is working a traditional nine to five. The other isn't. But also, there's no comp- competition between us. I'm not a musician trying to get ahead. She's not a comedian trying to get ahead. We can have each other's backs and be understanding. So, for us, it's really nice with that. But uh, I think at the end of the day, like if I could choose to hang out with anybody, 
uh, it would be her. She's like, I have the most fun when she's around. So I'm lucky that way. Yeah. I feel like that part could potentially hurt your wife's feelings, right? Probably, yeah. Right, exactly. Because, you know, she's my best friend. And, like, that's super important. And then, but then there's also, so then it's like, then I'm, I'm greedy, right? I'm like, oh, I need you as my best friend. Also, I want these other things in my life. Which sucks. Because it's like, man, am I just selfish, right? Yes. I will say on mine, it's hard for me to have an opinion because I feel like you keep saying you want other things, other things. But it, I don't quite know. Like you, and you've given me like more theoretical examples, but I don't quite specifically know. Like, do you want to join like a softball league? Like, is it that type of thing? <laughs> or is it like, I want to go travel the world and climb a mountain by myself and I might be gone for three months. Like it could be like, I don't know exactly the scale of what you're talking about. I don't think it's big scale, man. I don't think it's big scale. It's so it's, it's closer to softball league. Yeah, how sad is that? <laughs> not that sad. I'm in a basketball I'm league. My wife, if I can play softball. I'm in a basketball league. It's the best best night of my week. I love it. I love it. Yeah, right. And you feel like, uh-huh. and you feel like your wife isn't down right now. You feel like your wife ex- just expects you to be at home and wouldn't be okay with even that one or two nights a week where you go out and do a thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm not giving her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I'm too afraid to like actually ask and say, Hey, I want to do this thing. And if she seems pissed off by it, just be like, yeah, well, I still want to do this thing. So how do we make this happen? You think she'll be pissed? I think it's tough. Um, she's a, she's the type of person who she does a lot for everybody. Like, she has a ton of responsibility in her mind and in real life. But, like, I mean, she she's a caretaker, and it's beautiful, and it's one of the things I love the most about her. But I also know that, like, it's, I don't want to say it's damaging, but it's hard because she works her ass off. And, and so it's hard for me to be like, hey, I know you're really tired from dealing with children at work all day and also our children at home all day. And also I am needing you to um, validate my feelings of, yay, I did a good thing at work. Um, Please pat me on the back. Um, But now I need to go play a sport with these people, right? (laughs) I don't think she'd be pissed and I think she'd be like willing to say, all right, that's cool. But I also know that she's not necessarily one to speak up for herself and say, no, I really need you home. How about you be home and then you do this other thing some other time, right? Like there's just a thing where, I mean, we're from, we're, we're in the upper Midwest where uh, it's all about like not actually saying what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a thing in, in certain parts of the Northeast as well, <laughs> as far as what I can tell. But that is the stereotype, right? The uh, everybody sit on your emotions up in the Midwest, like the whole Fargo, yeah. vi- the whole Fargo vibe, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. You're getting close, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I got this guy who works with me. He spent a couple years in New York, and he's like, <laughs> like, 
that's really nice not having to be angry all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah. that makes New York sound like a terrible place to be. And he goes, no, it's pretty great, but it's not like I was angry all the time. Yeah. I'm like, all right, bro. I mean, it's pretty amazing. There's a but lot of stuff to do. You would like it based on that because there's a lot of stuff to do and you can be home in 20 minutes. Which Because that's another thing. If you live in the Upper West, that's another thing that I, I that from my perspective, like I have the subways, my basketball league, I jump on the train and I'm home in 35 minutes. That's probably like you don't see your kids that night because you have to drive probably, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like I, But I live way out in the suburbs. And so like I have some friends I get together with once a month and we talk about like, positive psychology stuff right so i'm doing a little bit of stuff and um and we host at a different place every every week or every month and uh and they're always like all right so let's set the schedule and i'm like i go hey you guys can come down to my place and they just kind of look at me and go nah that's cool (laughs) so like i never (laughs) i never host for our group because they're just like we're not driving to like bfe yeah so so I'm way out. That doesn't help anything either. Yeah, I'll have nights from like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go do this thing, and I won't see you when I get home because you'll be in bed already. And does your wife work close to where you live? Um, no, she's like 25, 30 minutes away. It's not bad. Is she 25 or 30 minutes away towards the social stuff? Um, uh, kind of. Uh, no, like kind of equidistant from the social stuff. So equidistant like from drive, your friends wanting to come over your house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they don't want to go to her workplace either. So that's no good. Because how honest do you want me to be right How honest do you want me to be right now? You tell me. How honest should I be? Oh, I, man, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I'm talking to... See Paul, Paul Gethard. Get hard. See, I saw that coming. Son of Ken Gethard. Yeah, you've done um, your research. I listened to a couple other podcasts that you were on once, and I remember that stuff sticking with me. That's about it, though. Sorry. It's all good. All good. I've made Um, that joke many times. That's fair game. You say you hate that joke? I said, no, I said it's fair game. I said I've made that joke many times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fair game. Cool. I I figured you were okay with it. Yeah, I make that joke myself so that the sting goes away. The sting of a childhood of lifetime uh, (laughs) mockery goes away. I try to own it now and empower myself, so I make that joke now. And you can as well, my friend. Yeah, exactly. If I, if I if I make the joke about how funny looking I am, nobody can beat me to it. There you go. I know the game, my friend. I know the game. No, right. I get once in a lifetime. I'm talking to you. Lay it on me, brother. Like, just give me the shit. What do you what What do you think, man? Here, I'll be honest. Is it sounds like even you are having a tough time saying exactly what you want this lifestyle adjustment to be. I get it. I'll just say on my end, just to be totally forthright. If it's like, hey, I want to live a little closer to the city and maybe we can, you know, uh, maybe we can split the difference on you have to commute a little longer and I can maybe see my friends a little bit more. I I would imagine your wife might say, oh, that's a pain in the ass. That's one thing. If it's I want to have more social, uh, more of a social life because I want, uh, you know, I want my my cool uh, female, I want more things in my life, like my cool female coworker telling me how great I am. It's going to be a different issue. It's going to be a different issue. When you say that back, like the idea of saying to your wife, hey, I'd like to be able to hang out more, more with this cool female coworker. This is not painting a good picture at all. 
<laughs> well, no, I mean, it's not, it, it's not necessarily, but it's just, like I said, I'm not trying to, it was one sentence, but that, that I'm, I'm saying that only, only to say like, it sounds like you're not sure what you want. And it's like, and it is like, uh, I think there's truth to that. Like you want to, if it is, you want to go play more ultimate Frisbee when it's warm out. I can't imagine having anybody having a problem with that. If it is, hey, I'm doing really great lately. I'm enjoying the attention. I want to put myself in a position to get the more attention. I have a feeling your wife might go, hey, we got two kids and my mom just got her face bit off by a dog. Maybe you need to look in the mirror a little bit. I have a feeling that's yeah. the answer to that question of what exactly are you looking for is going to define a lot about how selfish this is another thing I'll say. Just my opinion. I don't think selfishness is a bad thing necessarily. If you're living a life you're not content with, if you're if you're living some like secret life of Walter Mitty thing where you feel like there's greatness out there you're not getting, it's gonna eat you up inside. And what good is that gonna do for you or your wife or your kids long term if it's gonna burn you up? So I get that too. Selfishness is not always bad if it leads to more honesty. So I don't, and I'm also not one to judge. I don't care. At the end of the day, I say that in the most affectionate way possible. I'm not here judging you about it. Every time I say something like that, you go, oh, that does make me sound bad when you play back. I don't care. I'm not judging it. Um, but I think, <laughs> I think you got to, you got to decide exactly what this means, right? Because we've all been there. I've wanted to, it's been so many times where my, my, I've looked in the mirror, I've been like, I hate my life. I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be browbeat. I was in a relationship for years. I've brought up the podcast before. A lovely person, but where I felt like felt like a little beaten up on. And for years it went on. I was teaching improv classes. And all the people I was teaching were getting famous at comedy. And I'm teaching them. Well, I don't want this to be my life. And then eventually, yeah, I had to get really selfish and go have... In my case, it was, I want to break up with you. Why? Ultimately, because I fucking feel like it. Sorry, Sally, but like... At the end of the day, that's kind of all explanation I need. I feel like it. It's what I want. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it more than that. So it's what I'm going to do. Is it selfish? Is that, it's selfish, yeah, but was it productive? Is the MDMA yeah. one? Yeah, everybody's heard about that one. And I know I bring it up a lot. I just listened to that podcast. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. But yeah, that was a real selfish move. Do I stand by it? Yeah. Did it hurt some other people along the way? Definitely. Do I feel good about that? No. Do I feel like I had to kind of burn down the forest so the forest could regrow? Hell yeah. Had to do it. Look at me. Throwing out hard truths. Many very weird metaphors that don't think about them too hard. You know what you should think about is the ads that we got. Our advertisers help us bring the show to you for free. Very thankful for them. There's promo codes in there. Get you guys deals. Use those promo codes. It helps Beautiful Anonymous. We'll be back with more phone call after this. I'll tell you, I recently received a box in the mail, and it led to fun. It led to nutrition. It led to good stuff. It was HelloFresh. They have a mission to make cooking more fun. The packaging, you open it up. All those meals are so organized. You just pull it out. You got everything right there. Get to work. Start cooking. Have fun. HelloFresh currently offers customers a classic box, a veggie box, a family box. Customers can order three to five different meals per week designed for two to four people. And new recipes are created every week. I recently had friends over. My wife and I actually went on vacation. We brought a whole bunch of HelloFresh meals. And me and our friends cooked HelloFresh the whole time. It was good. 
and it was delicious. HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking more fun so you can focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. HelloFresh employs two full-time registered dietitians on staff who review each recipe to ensure it's nutritionally balanced. HelloFresh is now offering light fall meals and has just introduced breakfast options, delicious ingredients you'll love to eat, simple recipes you'll live to cook, get cooking, less than $10 a meal. I'm telling you again and again, I've used it. I've loved it. It's easy. It's fun. It was a social experience. It was home cooking that didn't take the time. That's what always bothers me. I'm like, I'm about to take three hours to cook, make myself a sandwich. No, no, no. You make something good and interesting and hot. All with HelloFresh. It's cool. Very special offer for our listeners right now. $30 off your first week of deliveries. You use the code STORIES30, HelloFresh.com. Use that code STORIES30, HelloFresh.com. It's a really good service. I think you'll like it. Thanks again to all of our sponsors. Now let's finish off the phone call. That was a real selfish move. Do I stand by it? Yeah. Did it hurt some other people along the way? Definitely. Do I feel good about that? No. Do I feel like I had to kind of burn down the forest so the forest could regrow? Hell yeah. Had to do it. Mm. There's a lot of truth in that. I mean, that resonates. Yeah. Shit, if you're not being you, (laughs) what do you got left? Yeah, it's true. But then, you know, the other side of the coin is like, like, when you, uh, are you, and and it sounds like here's a thing that you got to decide. And again, I'm not trying to be armchair shrink. I, I actually try to avoid that, but it sounds like I've been in a similar spot. Like I said before, if like all of a sudden here's a professional success, if you're not being you, what do you got? It's a very, very true sentiment. At the same time, who's the real you? Is it is it the guy who's having all the the recent uh, success, or is it the dad? And do those? Th- here's the real question: Do those things have to be maybe as separate as you're looking at them right now? Boom! Can't you be both? Why isn't one or the other? bomb. Damn. I'm not even paying you. No, man. You're about to drop some coin on this couples therapist. Meanwhile, you got me over here with my completely untrained, invalid opinions that no one should pay attention to. But it's perfect for when I go in today and I'll just be like, hey, look, I was... uh, I was talking to Chris Gethard on the phone, and here's what he said. So what what do you think about that? You know, because I can, you know, kind of put them, put them on their, uh, put them on their toes. Yeah. You can get them, uh, you know, see if they really got it. And then the couple's therapist will be like, the couple's therapist will be like, wait, does he have that show that's on after Impractical Jokers? <laughs> Which is what my whole life has been <laughs> for the past month in a very good way. Shout out to Sal Volcano. The rest of the Jokers. Nice, yeah, I don't nice. know. I hope it turns out okay, man. Because here's what I'll say. I don't know. And I don't know. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Was for me, I was a very quiet guy, shy guy, frustrated guy. A little bit of a misanthrope, as you've indicated you were. Had that had that job come along, was on TV, 
had some girls, had some money. All of a sudden, my peers, I'm part of the club, this and that. I went and lived it a little bit. It was like, oh, teenage me would want me to not like, would want me to like get past all the nerdy stuff, go live a little bit. And very quickly, I'll tell you, and again, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if this is what you want. I'm not saying it is, but in my case, the way it went was like, you have a crazy night and you wake up to a stranger and you go, what am I doing? What am I doing? And that's the moment when I looked in the mirror and was like, this is not me. I didn't want to be that other guy anymore. And now I realized all I ever wanted was to be that guy. Pretty good guy. That's what I wanted. This is not me. So that's the other thing. Yeah, it's all about that honesty, figuring out what it is. Yeah. God damn. Do you need to go be a different human or you just need to be like, have a freak out and go buy a drum set and play drums in your basement and start a garage band with some, some other suburban dads, you know? <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. I love it. I want that someday. I would love to be in a cover band someday with some other suburban dads. It would be a dream come true. Shit. Also, what environment have you All recently right. entered that sounds like some sort of futuristic uh, death chamber? <laughs> I'm trying to get to a different level in my building because oh, like, you're cutting out a little bit. I'm like, I'm getting awesome advice from Chris Gether and... I can't, and he's chopping up, so I don't want to be that guy. So I, I went upstairs, and now I'm hiding in like a storage space in my building. Oh, perfect. Hiding in a storage space. A metaphor for everything you've described. <laughs> so much to unpack. There's so much to unpack. Will it ever get unpacked, or will it live in the storage space unseen forever? Metaphor. Oh, damn, man. We got, you got paint and there's just shit all over the place up here gotta clean it out yeah gotta clean it out i'm speaking both literally and metaphorically oh, I know. you're welcome i Boom. know i know mm. what's the coolest thing about being a dad oh seeing your kids be creative like make shit and like their, their little brains, like they just think up stuff. Is like, what? How do you? Where did you get that idea? That's awesome. Like you know, when you're an adult, you're like, oh, I got to build this thing with Legos. It needs to be structurally sound. It needs to have you know wings like this. And then they're just like, I put 15 rockets on the back of this, Dad. Check it out. And it's just like, damn, you can put 15 rockets on the back of that thing, and that's awesome. So it's just a, that um, just seeing their brains work like that, man. Like they're just. Yeah. You realize you realize you just described you get, everything you said in the prior 45 minutes of this call, right? <laughs> Help me understand that. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you've been saying the whole time of like, I just lived a certain way and now I feel like I get to just like let loose and let life be what it wants and see what it is. And then I said, what's the best part of being a dad? And you said... The fact that as an adult, you feel really boxed into routines and then a kid can just strap 15 rocket ships to a thing and just see what happens. Seems like psychologically, you have maybe some themes that keep coming up. Boom. God damn it. Boom. <sighs> Retire the jersey, baby. I'm going to call the tech department. Retire the jersey because I'm in the zone the today. Jesus. 
That's awesome. Who are you? I'm Gethard. See Paul Give Gethard. me some lottery numbers. Let's go. Let's make this shit happen. Everybody play these. Not Okay, pick six out there. I want everybody listening. Go play these lotto numbers this week. Six, 11, 14, 28, uh, 17, 9. Everybody play those pick six, and we're all going to become millionaires. Watch it happen, baby. Yeah. But I'm going to get the jump because I don't know when this is going to air. So mm -hmm. I'll play those numbers now Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. and over again. Then I'll win. Yeah, you get more chances. And then people are like, damn. Did you write them down? No. Shit. I guess you have to wait till it comes out just like everybody else. (laughs) 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 How do you think this is going to end, man? How do you think this is going to end? What do you predict? What do you really think? Wise man once said, we all dead. Fuck it. Um, in the long run, we're all dead. But in the, in the short term, I don't know. I mean, I think I'll figure it out. Like, I can't, I can't be like, yeah, you know, my wife will never figure out how to support me in the way that I need. And then I'll be unhappy and I'll die feeling alone. Like, I got to believe that's not going to be what's going to go down. Like, she's wicked smart and loves me like crazy. And I love her. And I'm not too dumb either. Like, I feel like we'll figure it out. It's just the question of like, how long is it going to take? And what's the, what's the sort of emotional cost of talking through everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. Everything's fine. Well, you don't have to say anytime anyone's ever said to me the phrase, it's fine, everything's fine. That means things are definitely not fine. I say that phrase 15 times a week. Never once meant it when I said it. Has anyone ever said that? Has anyone in human history ever said the words, it's fine, everything's fine, and been completely sincere about that? Probably. I can't name names, but. <laughs> Maybe you're the first. No, but what do you, what's the alternative, right? Like you got to, you know, you can't sit here and be like, oh, I think the plane's probably going to crash. I'm probably going to be fucked. Sorry, Sally. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't do that. I don't, yeah, you just, you just got to move ahead. That's what it is. It's just another step in front of the next one and figure it out. It's, and even when you're like, uh, it's fine, everything's going to be fine. You actually do have to think to yourself, it's not, uh, it will be fine. It's cool. It will. And here's something that here's something that I really believe is that there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way for you to land where you want because you just said like you feel unsupported and lonely. That's a bummer. That's a huge bummer. Nobody wants that. There's got to be a way for that to not be the case. Um, there's got there's got there's got to be a way for that to not be the case. And most importantly, there's got to be a way to do that where, you know. Where it's where, where you can where you can, you know, look your kids in the eye and look your wife in the eye and be like, we handled it, we handled it, and it is fine now. There's got to be a way, right? Has to. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's just it, right? Like, you know, my car magically plays music from my phone without any wires, right? Like, we've done a lot of things as a race. Surely I can figure out this thing. Like, 
I, I mean, the human race. Um, like we, we can like. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I didn't even think about. I just assume you meant a civilization, but then when you said that, every, yeah. Harry, Harry and Jared in the booth both in unison started nodding with with satisfaction that you clarified human race and not any particular. <laughs> oh God, that would have been a disaster if this a whole thing just turned into some sort of weird. Uh, you know, weird ethnos. Oh, the stuff going on these days. I don't know yeah. about people. Like, oh yeah, you know, the, this just turned into a weird white power I mean, like, podcast. You know, so I'm like, I'm gonna be clear. I'm talking about all of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm singling this shit it's out. True. Like, but I love what you're yourself, saying there. We have, we, well, we have. We've pulled off so much. You can pull off this. You can pull off this. You wanna? True. Let me true. just. I don't know. Should I? Uh, do you want, let me just ask, I guess I'll just ask. I don't know. I don't want to cause trouble though. You want you want to you want to end up with your wife? Yeah. Yeah. Then you can you do know, that. Like, forever? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still picked her. You know what I mean? Like I chose her. Yeah. And I still want her. Like she's my person, right? Like this and you get that much history with someone and just so much inside all that you're just kind of like, yeah, we're super connected, and and I don't want to give that up. Yeah, it's the you best. Know? That's the best. I think you know the hard thing about like marriage for me is um, there's that there's that expectation of, hey, this uh, I found this person, and um, we got married, and now uh, they're going to be my best friend. They're going to be the perfect roommate. They're going to yeah. be a great parent. They're going to be a very good uh, lover. They're going to be an excellent uh, parent. Maybe said that already. But like all the things, right? Like they're going to be my intellectual equal. They're going to keep me mentally stimulated. And it's just like we pile on all the stuff. Like, oh, apparently I married Superman and he's going to do everything. And I, it drives me crazy when, when you know, people get stuck in that myth. And, and um, so it's like, you know, how do we give ourselves permission to go, all right, I, I have this other, you know, I need to have these kinds of conversations and like, you don't do that. And that's cool. I'm going to have this type of conversation with someone else, right? Like I'm going to talk about these super nerd things that you don't give two rips about, but I need to talk to someone about it. Uh, for, you know, there's, there's certain stuff that just kind of gets baked in there of, of, Oh yeah, this is part of being married. This is part of, uh, we have this relationship together. And so it's like all together. I don't know. Like, I feel like we, as a society, we need to break that down because it just makes it harder for everyone because there's too many expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with what you just said. Expectations, these roles that we uh fast track ourselves into and then you're locked into a routine that you never quite signed up for. I get it. Yeah. I was What's the best part of your Labor Day weekend, Chris? Best part of my Labor Day weekend, jumped in the lake off a floating dock. That's a wrap. Easy question. Yes. Guess who was right there with me? <laughs> Guess who I held hands with as I jumped off the dock? It was my wife. It's cool. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was rad. It was rad. Good times. How about yours? What was the best the, part of your uh, Labor Day weekend? Um, what was the best part of my Labor Day weekend? I got a lot of stuff done. I sanded down a potting bench. I cleaned floors. I did laundry. 
cleaned more floors, did more laundry. Sounds great. My wife was out of town, so yeah. it's just me all by myself. I did a puzzle. I drank. It was pretty awesome. Kids out of town too? Oh, it was all good. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, she went to her mom's place. Yeah. Uh, where they also have a lake. Wait, I'm baffled by this. I'm baffled by this. Hold on. I'm a little baffled. Because you've been saying that your relationship with your wife has gotten into these routines and then you want to do all this cool shit and then your wife and kids are gone for a week and you just say you cleaned and 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 did laundry and sanded something called a potter's bench that I don't know what that is. So if you had the weekend to yourself, why wasn't this your throwdown weekend? I don't know. <laughs> My I don't have a super tight social network. (laughs) I don't have a lot of people. (laughs) Like I had, so the, my, my friend from work, her husband came over and, uh, he, he helped me with the potting bench. And so it was, so we sanded that, that shit down for like three hours on Saturday morning, had some coffee, talked Mm -hmm. about jobs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. My brother came over. Yeah. I drank way too much. With your brother, guy time. So you got your guy time in. Yeah, it was good. It was all right. Yeah. I could have gone for more, but also I was like, I need to get some shit done, right? Like you you leave someone home alone with a messy house. You hope they're going to do a little bit of something while you're away. So, you know, it was all right. Yeah, that's true. I've been at the wrong end of that fight. I've dropped the ball on that a couple of times. My wife leaves <laughs> leaves a reasonably clean house, and then I'm alone for two days, and she comes back, and there's food wrappers on the table, three feet from the garbage can, and there's a very just <laughs> a very justified anger that comes with that. Three feet from the garbage can, not exactly pulling your weight in that basketball league, are you? Nah, man, I you um, can't even get wrappers into the garbage can. Come no, on, man. No, it's true. It's true. I'm not very good at basketball, but I, man, do I love it. Man, do I love it. I respect that. Yeah. I do. So your kid didn't even want to go How in? How are we doing on time? We, we got two minutes, 45 seconds left. We have two minutes and 45 seconds? Yeah. Oh. Just enough time to drop another bomb, dude. <laughs> mm. yeah that uh that super friend of mine at work that i have oh yeah the super friend yeah that that girl that oh yeah i know it's really super awesome uh-huh she and i had to kind of like not be so much texting and emailing and stuff i see my wife was like why are you texting her so much yeah i called it didn't that I? I wasn't cool let me say something. Let me say something genuine. And again, I'm just some guy. My opinion, though, you said so much beautiful stuff about your wife. That's your friend. You chose her. You love her. She's a great mom. Impressive with what she does. Great lover. Maybe don't be so into the opinion of the second coolest lady, you know. And if you need to be, you need to maybe be a little honest about it, too. I think it's valid. Especially if this lady's husband is helping you with something called a potting bench, which I will reiterate, don't know what that is. (laughs) Don't explain it. It has nothing to do with marijuana, unfortunately. We only have a minute left. 
the end of the day, this lady, this lady's, this lady's causing more, not causing, but core to some of this stuff more than we've talked about, right? Hmm. Oh. No. I don't know. Call it with texting. Call it with texting. What? Yeah, cool. Text texting has never been good. They should have never invented texting. It means none of us <laughs> talking. This podcast would not be popular at all if texting had ruined phone conversations. This feels like nostalgia to have a phone call. What has texting ever done but ruined communication and led to weird dick pics? What has it ever done that's good? Nothing. You're right. Besides emojis, you're right. You can say so much with so many of these emojis. There's poop emojis. There's a clown emoji. Caller, thank you for calling. Stop texting that girl. That's what <laughs> we. Just, I just hung up. We just hung up the phone. That's my gut. I bet me and many of the listeners have the same gut instinct, which is like step one: cool it with that one person who keeps. <laughs> coming up anyway thank you for calling so sincerely not easy to share stuff especially when you know you're being selfish especially when you can admit that um so kudos to you for stepping up and saying here's where my head's at here's where the head is at of someone who's in the thick of something like this very cool of you to share genuinely uh even though it wasn't an easy conversation for you at times and for me isn't it's fine all right thank you to jared o'connell in the booth thank you to harry nelson in the booth helping me get through this asking uh, the right questions have all the good stuff comes from those guys with this show. Reverend John DeLore and Greta Cohn helped build this show in the early days. Shell Shag with the music. If you want to know more about me, including live dates, got some live beautiful anonymous out there, chrisketh.com. Always check that out. If you like the show, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Genuinely, it helps so much. See you next time. You guys are the best. Be back with more beautiful anonymous next week. Are you or someone you know preparing for standardized tests? It's that time of year. You know these tests I'm talking about, the ones with the acronyms ACT, SAT, GRE, GMAT, LSAT, MCAT. Magoosh Online Test Prep provides everything you need to get a great score with plans starting at just $79. You get study schedules, practice questions, video lessons, and support from expert tutors. Just visit magoosh.com. Enter promo code BEAUTIFUL for a 20% off discount. That's Magoosh, M-A-G-O-O-S-H dot com, promo code BEAUTIFUL. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, among many other things, I find out I am not very popular with rabbits. I have two rabbits, and they kind of live in my loft area, like kind of close to my office. Every single time I listen to your podcast, every time I play it, they... I hate the sound of your voice. It's I'm. I get really mad. I get this a lot. I'm. Thump their legs. I, I get it a lot. And I'm, now, right now, yeah. you're on speakerphone in the area, and they're freaking out again. So yeah. I think that's really funny. No, I, I've been working a lot in my career. You know, it, initially it was like, you know, I really want to break in with like the college scene, see if I can get college gigs. And uh, my agents and I, we've had a lot of sit downs about like how can I break through more in the rabbit community uh with my work but I, I just it's i just don't my comedy just does not click with rabbits and i've been dealing with it for years that's next time on beautiful anonymous
Hey everyone, Scott Ackerman here, and if you love beautiful stories from anonymous people, like I love it, I love Chris, he's been on my show several times, well, let me tell you something, I bet that you're going to love a little show that I host on Earwolf called Comedy Bang Bang. Comedy Bang Bang is the show, there's no better way to describe it than as the show where I talk to interesting people. Doesn't that sound great? Some of those interesting people just this year that we've had on include Tignataro, Andy Samberg, Kamel Nanjiani, John Hamm, Rachel Bloom, so many more, and we have some amazing guests coming this fall that I can't even mention yet. And then stick around after my first interview because you never know what other entertaining people or interesting people just might show up. There has never been a better time to start listening to Comedy Bang Bang. Check it out on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.